This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. We all got it wrong. We got it wrong. You got it wrong. Taylor Swift is dating Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> this is according but to I, David but Letterman. I've, but I've seen, well, wait, now uh, that you think about it. Now. Who are you going to believe? Him <laughs> or your lion eyes? eyes? You can believe your lion eyes I mean, or David Letterman. It's pretty clear that David Letterman says everybody shut up and celebrate Kelsey Grammer and Taylor, and Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> Uh, uh, he may have gotten a couple of, you know, details <laughs> wrong, but the overall point here, uh, David Letterman doesn't understand why people are having this reaction, uh, NFL fans in particular, to Taylor Swift. And I got to tell you, this is remarkable because David Letterman is not a guy who, who jumps into this stuff. Who jumps into this stuff. He doesn't do a lot on social media unless it's promoting one of his interviews. Right. So for him to have done this, Shows me shows you how passionately he feels about Taylor Swift and her place in pop. Culture. And I'm just kidding. This is actually good. Here it is. <laughs> we live in a world now where all we hear is good nonsense and ugliness. So now here's Taylor Swift, who is a glowing bright light of goodness in the world, and she starts dating uh, Kelsey Grammer, and people. No, that's go not true. What? Kelsey Grammer? Yes. The Kelsey Grammer people say, oh, no, 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 don't bother us. We're all caught up in football. We don't want Taylor in football. And the Taylor Swift people, the Swifties, are saying, oh, we don't want a footballer in here with Kelsey Grammer. And I'm Travis saying, Kelsey. huh? Travis Kelsey. Right. Travis Kelsey. And I say to both camps, <laughs> this is such a lovely thing. Shut up. It's good for the footballers. Yeah. It's good for Taylor Swift. And it's something positive and happy for the world. So I know what he's doing, and I agree with him that it's nice to have something nice to, yes. to talk about. Right. But I, do, I, I don't think it's so much haters in the NFL. There are people who passionately care about the game, and I get why they're a little bent out of shape that it's revolving around the romance between I, Kelsey Grammer and last, Taylor Swift. I'm telling you that last weekend, people who aren't necessarily just Taylor Swift haters, and they're not weren't railing about her ruining the NFL. They were just tired of hearing about it, and they were rooting right. but that for the Baltimore Ravens as a result. But that doesn't make them haters. No, no it is haters. They don't. No, the reason they don't want to see haters. it anymore is because it's this glowing, happy, positive no, love story. No, it's that it overtook, that people, it's overtaking I'm the game. You, I'm telling you, the people I was talking to were not people who cared that passionately about the NFL. They were just tired of hearing about it. Okay. Well, but they're not but haters. she is the biggest thing to happen to American football. Whether you love her, whether you hate her, whether you are sick of oh hearing my her, God. it is a fact. This but will probably be. But by saying that, be... you're generating more hate. Yeah, exactly. Right. The, the more that's why that, people Charlie, in the NFL are upset right. with it. The more by you the say way, that. By the way, there's been reports. Reports have surfaced that she actually generated three hundred and thirty-one million dollars for the Chiefs and the NFL. That's great, so but the fans don't care huge. about that. The fans aren't getting that money. So they don't care. Yes, I understand that the NFL loves that. 
The Chiefs may love that as an organization. The, the, but fans, the fans need to eat the soup care. that has been given to them. They need to just love every moment of this. They need to lean into this. This is going to be the best Super Bowl ever, and it's because of Taylor Swift. Can I just say, even Taylor Swift is sick of it. Right. Because remember exactly. on Sunday, she right. looks into the camera and said, <laughs> get off me. Yes. We're si just, just go away. Just go away. <laughs> so even Taylor Swift is doing this now. It's not that people don't embrace this. It's like, at a point, people say, enough. I mean, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think you that there are, are... You are the first person to stand in, in the line of enough about love. Who cares? I did Shut not up. say, no. You, in general, I, in general, that's you. I am the first person Hold who said those two are together. I, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking what? about celebrating oh, you want to, okay. a positive oh, love you, story. So you want That's to, generally, okay. you're like so this on the him, opposite side of that, This is you? him hating on me right now. No, 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 no. Gratuitously. No, I'm not gratuitous. I'm even embracing I'm the whole Taylor Swift I'm pointing out a fact no. about you and this love. Is, this is deep-seated anger towards Deep-seated? <laughs> this is, having worked with you for so long and you always go, oh, who cares about their but love story? But not this time. Not this time. I'm just saying that NFL, all I'm saying is NFL. So you and Letterman are all in on love when it comes to Taylor Swift. And Kelsey Grammer. It's the beard. Yeah. Hey, I'm Lady T from Baltimore. Let me tell you something. As a fellow Swiftie, okay, Taylor Swift is the best thing that has ever happened to the NFL. Oh, highest. Highest. David Letterman is like the rest of us. We all messed up Travis Kelsey's baby in the beginning, but we got it together. We got it together eventually, and I really understand where he's coming from with that. But Can I just say one thing? I can't wait to see No, 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 I got to tell you one you thing. can't cut off a Swift. He was, he was kind of famous before Taylor Swift in the world of football. Kelsey Prep. Grammer? Kelsey Grammer was. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to be calling Travis Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Okay, we got a lot, David. We got to right. move on. Uh, yes, moving on now to Kanye West. Mm -hmm and a rant on the streets of Hollywood, um, a rant that was admittedly um, triggered by a question that one of our photogs asked him, although a very relevant question that a lot of people have been talking about. It's been circulating. Yeah, so about Bianca, his wife Bianca's lack of social media and why she doesn't have social media. There are a lot of reports out that he has been controlling her that's and how it's telling been described her, by yeah, people and around. telling her you cannot be on social media, you can't be on Instagram, whatever. So there were these reports out. We didn't we know. Don't, if it's we don't true know if it's or not. true, but we decided to ask him. Um, yeah, it didn't go over well. Um, so here is what uh, Melanie, our photog, went through in Hollywood yesterday. Hey Kanye, how you doing? It's good to see you. People want to know. If Bianca is has her free will, some people are saying you're controlling her. Some people are saying you're controlling her. She's TMZ, she's TMZ. What do you feel like? It's okay, I'm a human being. All of this TMZ, this 30 miles on y'all set to All this Just the reporter, what's your first and last name? Okay. 
Melanie what? What's your address? What you making here? I'll pay you double what they paying you. Oh, now you smiling. Ooh. Get a contact. Jeez. I, I, I don't even know where Jeez. to start. But I, I will start with that. I, I, we have to say what an incredible job Mel did uh, in the face of some intense questioning. She, now, she was incredible. I mean, what, what an incredibly stressful moment. For I, I will say, when we, when we got the video back, Felt like maybe the question could have been worded differently to him, but regardless, it didn't warrant, even even with the inartful wording of the question, yeah. it didn't warrant what was essentially, as the more I watched it, it felt like the Gestapo stopping someone being like, papers, where are your papers? It, I thought it was a fair question. It's certainly a conversation that a lot of people are having right now. It's not like we just, we, we didn't concoct this out of thin air. People are really questioning this and what's going on with Bianca Sensorian. Uh, yeah, for, and for all those people to just stand there and to watch Kanye act so aggressively and yell and nobody says anything, I, yeah, I think that's nothing, so weak too. What are they going to do? And there's by the way, nothing, say something. Say, nothing, hey, say Kanye, shut up. Be quiet, by the way, Kanye. We should say there's an, a part say. of the video that we didn't see there where a police officer came over because he was ranting yeah, he so He didn't long. do anything either. He a stood there and watched. Over. He stood there and watched. Well, there's nothing the police well, there's nothing can he do. could do. No, and that could be a crime. Oh, okay. No, it's not. He it's, didn't do anything. It's not. And look, the, uh, w one of the things we do, I mean, there are a lot of photographers out there, and, you know, we we, we don't want to, like, incite people. Right. I mean, that's we want to get conversations going. So I agree with you. I mean, it could have been worded differently, but it, he, she was playing off of all these other stories that are out there from right. all these other outlets right. asking the question. And, you know, he could have and said, this is ridiculous, and we're going to put that, we will put that out. Or he, or he could have said absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, um, you got but, a mask on. No one's going to see your face anyway. You yeah. could have just kept walking. But it happened. Wow. And, and, and it was at, right before the Walk of Fame ceremony. Yes, he was going there to, for uh, Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band, was getting a star on the Walk of Fame. He did get his star on the Walk of Fame. That was Kanye on the way into the ceremony. Hey, how y'all doing out there? It's X-Men Stay Lit out of Charlotte, North Carolina. This is hilarious, man. It's just, I get both sides. It's like, get out of Kanye West's life and ask him these crazy questions. But I feel bad for her, too, because it was just like, she didn't, know, she didn't know what to say. She was just starstruck and just amazed. But, but the funny part about it is Kanye said, I could change your life and give you a job, give me your information, well, and that look what? on her face. Guess what? <laughs> she didn't take the job. As far she as still works here. Yeah, she was here well, this she morning. Was here this she was here she this was morning. She was here this morning. So, <laughs> I mean, good effort, Kanye. But. Uh, you can watch her, by the way, on our other show, um, the yes. Half Hour Show tonight. Yeah. Uh, okay, taking a break. All right, when we come back, Travis Scott stops his show for a janitor, a janitor who we saw doing his job, but for some reason he didn't think that job needed to be done and you gotta see what he gave the guy to stop mopping the floor. This janitor's whole month was made, I'm sure. Really cool moment at a Travis Scott concert. Uh, very cool for one person in particular. So on Sunday night, he was playing in Miami um, at the, I forget, the arena where the Heat play. Um, but as you know, at Travis Scott shows, there's generally a mosh pit but something he noticed in the mosh pit made Travis Scott stop the entire concert. Uh, what he noticed was uh, a staffer from the arena, a janitor, who was mopping. And he stopped the show 
and decided that uh, that guy needed a break. I don't think, even, even though if Travis Scott singles you out and you're the janitor, aren't you a little nervous? You're like, wait, what did I do wrong? Am I gonna get fired? That's not what happened, is the exact opposite. But why this, why he did what he did, we gotta talk about. Yes, uh, here's the moment. Hey yo, today you gonna be off. Hey yo, somebody go to my back, get my car right here, 5,000. I want you to just take off the day today. Your whole life is off today. Ain't no kidding, ain't no coming like this. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey yo, today go to my back, get 5,000 for my boy right here. You know what I'm saying? Now this is him. Now see you come out the back, I don't know what the you gonna get a pop. Whoever the social gonna get the pop, man. So, um, five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars for the night off for for the janitor there, um, but not to clean up the mosh pit. Right. That's what's really interesting. That here. he saw the guy out there, and clearly someone at the venue must have said. Hey, get out there, there's something going, somebody may have spilled. thrown up, there may have been a drink, whatever. But given the backdrop of Things still that facing Astro World lawsuits, right. that's to me kind of dicey. Why wouldn't to he say, want? Don't clean it up because if somebody then slips and falls, or worse, mm -hmm. It's not going to be a good luck. Well, listen, I know you might find this a little hard to believe, but back in my heyday, I was in plenty oh, of mosh gosh. pits. Okay, and I actually I have to don't say, believe that at all. I, I promise you, I there can assure you. There's nothing mosh pity about you. Yeah, there's uh, nothing mosh pity uh, about it, you. It was, a former, it was a former version of myself, but I'm telling you, I you never four? saw this never... There was never a janitor or anyone cleaning up in the middle of the mosh pit. I've never seen this before. If anything, I feel like this was an additional maybe safety measure that Travis Scott's doing on his tour. I've never seen this before. Well, I don't think it would be Travis. It would, it would be the venue because that, that person works for the venue, not for Travis. But I'm also guessing, Jacob, that your mosh pits were non-alcoholic, so this may have been a little gnarlier. Uh, yeah, I, at I don't 12, know. I don't know why 12, you would jump to not. that. I don't know why you would jump to that conclusion. <laughs> but I have to say, I think in some ways, of course, it's very nice what Travis Scott's doing. He's giving this janitor a lot of money. At the same time, what about on his next tour stops? Are the other janitors going to be thinking, "Hey, you know what? Well, what's I'm my thinking, five grand?" This guy wasn't the only janitor working there that night. I'm thinking the other janitor's like, "Hey, I got a mop too." I got a mop, come on. They all come running out with mops. Do you know what I just thought of? And I almost don't want to say it. This could be the Taylor Swift effect. Remember she gave all that money to everybody who worked? And that was at the end of the tour. I know, yes. but yes. she got a lot of praise for that, which she should have. Sure. So maybe it's kind of spreading the wealth here for a little bit. Is that as good PR? Jacob, I mean, but even if, right. that's, even if it is just for good PR, hey, if the, if the janitor got the 5,000, I'm fine with that. Hey, this is Tom Johnson in Chicago. Um, this is a nice gesture to see, you know, a celebrity looking out for the little guy, especially in that situation. I mean, cleaning up a mosh pit, I've been in them. They're musty, they're sweaty. It's a hard line of work. I just hope that going forward here, we don't see a bunch of people with mops and buckets showing up to the Travis show. I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> people going undercover like they're janitors. <laughs> That's <laughs> trying hysterical. to get paid tonight. Oh, God. Okay, we're uh, going to move on. Yes, to Jonathan Majors, who has a big week ahead. Uh, this time next week, he is scheduled to be sentenced for the incident in New York City with his now ex-girlfriend. He faces up to a year in jail. Uh, in the interim, he has been out here in Hollywood and seemingly just going about his life. You know that, of course, 
He's lost a lot of roles uh, that he was already signed up for, some things he's actually shot already. So we ran into him in Hollywood and asked him what he's doing in this sort of limbo period before he finds out what his sentence is. Here's what he had to say. Everyone wants to know, how have you been holding up since everything that's been happening, the case and everything? God is good. God is good? God is great. I mean, how do you keep, you know, keep positive and stuff like that during all this? Prayer and faith. Prayer and faith. I know, I wanted to ask, this is a little too much, but I wanted to ask, I mean, I know you got dropped from a couple projects. I mean, I want to know, do you plan to still, like, do acting? I think that's enough for me. Uh, so, first of all, shout out to our fearless reporter, Jordan, there. She, it was a great interview. Second, that dog is very, very cute, and I don't think it's a coincidence <laughs> that Jonathan Majors was just, just happened to be putting a German Shepherd puppy into the back of his car, you know, playing the nice Doesn't guy. Doesn't hurt the image, but exactly. he also could just I really think, like I, the puppy. Yeah, I think the image is big here. He's being sentenced next week. And honestly, like, doesn't he come across like a reverend all the time? Like, God is good. He's trying to channel his, like, inner, you know, MLK or something. That's, that's, that's kind of the vibe I get from Jonathan Majors these days. See, now you I have that in mind because you've heard him say that. Yes, exactly. With all the credit so. Scott king right. and everything look to be honest with you speaking of the sentencing i don't think he's going to be sentenced to any jail time that's just my opinion i think they're just going to give him probation and that'll be that and then he'll make his comeback it is a movies, misdemeanor et cetera. but i'm curious what you guys think specifically harvey because i don't when we when this story broke at the time i believe harvey might have been away because i was co-hosting with charles back then harvey do you think he's gonna get some jail time no i mean look i i see what you're saying because really First of the time offender, well i'll, I'll tell you why i think there's a real good chance he won't that remember, what she was saying was that he attacked her inside the cab. They never, the prosecution never proved that. The jury right. didn't buy that. What they bought was what they saw, which is him pushing her back into, into the car after the she car chased him when he got out. After she, right. And that is a lesser right. physical act right. than certainly then attacking her inside in the, the cab, car. which was the core of the case. Right. Which was the core of the case. So on a level, I'll tell you what I think, that if you're just looking at that mm -hmm. and it's his first offense, I don't think he'd get jail time. Right. But on the, other the side, wild the card is he's a big celebrity, judges feel this, and they also want to send statements. Yeah. So be, because of the wild card, I don't know, but if I had to bet, given that the prosecution didn't prove the core point, I would bet probation. Yeah. yeah, probably. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, Elon Musk's big breakthrough. Neuralink is now in a human brain. They've begun the human testing, and what does this mean for the future? Do you want one of these chips in your brain? What will it mean for society? We're going to be joined by a renowned neuroscientist who has studied, as he puts it, I love the title of his book, The Idiot Brain. Uh, he'll be with us when we come back. We are in a, a brave new era. Uh, I think Elon Musk would describe it that way because the product that he and his team have been developing for years now is finally in a human brain. We're talking about the Neuralink. This is the device that gets implanted in your brain. Initially, the hope for this is that it can help people who have some form of paralysis help their brain actually speak to the paralyzed limbs and that they could regain some motion. That's the, the FDA, that's what it's been approved for as far as testing. But he has designs on doing this to treat epilepsy, to do all sorts of things, and then eventually to use that so that people can, if 
can have Google in their brains, which will be, I think, the most life-changing thing possibly. Well, although one I, of the most life-changing things will in be, the history of the world. I know what you're saying that's life-changing. I also think that the more uh, noble use is the fact the that- The paralysis, right. Yeah, and, and, that's, and what, that's absolutely And that's what he prioritized. So the person uh, that this first human patient uh, got the implant on Sunday, uh, Elon Musk announced that uh, the patient is recovering well and just getting through the procedure is a positive step. But what happens from here, with, one with that patient and also with Neuralink in general? Uh, someone who has done a lot of work studying the brain is Dr. Dean Burnett, a neuroscientist who's also written a book called Idiot Brain, What Your Head Is Really Up To. So joining us is Dr. Burnett. Welcome to TMZ Live. Hello, thanks for having me, appreciate it. Dr. Burnett, um, is this something that should be celebrated or is it worrisome to you? Um, little column A, little column B, really. I mean, it's, um, this is an, an interesting area of um, medicine and technology combining, which should always be encouraged. I know it's, it's kind of helpful that someone like Elon Musk has got involved, but it's also a well-established area of technology. This isn't something new, like chips in heads and brain-computer interfaces are quite well known already like various different companies have done this and um if you know they can become more mainstream more popular more well, more well recognized that's all for the good but uh, if you come at it from a commercial angle rather than a medical one then you know you might have different priorities and there are some risks and dangers to to be considered and hyping it up uh, you know, ahead of schedule like that is always always a risky move. So yeah, kind of on the fence about that. So from what we've read that uh, Elon's team, the Neuralink team has been at this for eight, seven, eight years. Right. Um, and that seems at least to the public like that's a long time developing a device. Obviously you have much more experience in this field, because I heard you use the word rushing this. Does that seem fast to you? I want to sort of drug trials by themselves can take you know, the best part of a decade normally, because you have to be methodical about this. You know, if you rush it, then you, know, you might miss something and people can end up being really hurt. But this technology has been happening since like the 80s and 90s. It's very well established. There are other companies which have been doing this for decades already. So you studied our idiot brains, uh, as you put it in your book, uh, and I would not disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you see as far as the future for Neuralink if, uh, as Elon hopes, uh, that you could actually be able to access the internet through a Neuralink? Um, what is that, what sort of perils do you see with that or is that just a, a good thing? Um, I think there's a lot of things which haven't really been um, thought about or mentioned yet. Like, there's lots of um, technical hurdles to be overcome before you can roll this out like if it was a smartphone. I mean, if you can imagine, like, would smartphones be as popular if they had to be surgically implanted? I mean, given how many people are reluctant to even go to the dentist, you, know, you said you can have this new gadget, but you must have brain surgery to get it. You must have someone open up your skull and put this inside it. I mean, I think a lot of people would balk at that. And you need trained professionals to be able to do that. I mean, if you wanted to make this a mass market product, where are you going to find the thousands upon thousands of neurosurgeons just standing around in order to work in the commercial sector? Like we need You need a big radical infrastructure shift to get to that point. And even if you did get to that point, it's one of those things, you know, it sounds good to be able to you know, interact with your phone by thinking about it. But what then? Like, like, you can use your hands right now. You can just touch it. You still have to hold the thing and just look at it. 
how much benefit are you getting for all this brain surgery and recovery? Just be able to move a cursor with your mind. And that's, um, you know, I'm sure there's more to it than that. But yeah. so far, it seems to be a lot of speculation. I'm just wondering if, I know there's been a lot of skepticism about the Neuralink in general. And, and I'm just wondering how much of it do you think is based on, uh, on the science and how much of it is based purely on people's personal feelings about Elon Musk? Because on the surface, when you talk about something like this, and if it works, that's the kind of thing that we hand out awards for. Nobel awards are given out. Mm. Um, but I'm wondering what you think the skept, as a scientist yourself, what is the skepticism mostly based on? Um, I think uh, from my perspective, from my, my prior knowledge about this, it's that although you know it, this is all good stuff, there's nothing to really be particularly worried about in terms of the, the principles being applied. Um, it's all established things like these these chips that exist like microelectrodes going into your brain this is known technology it's been used to treat parkinson's and epilepsy for many years now so nothing's been said so far which is like you know controversial in terms of the science that we're aware of but then to go from there to say and it'll be in everyone's heads forever we'll have google in our brains that's quite a big leap which you know it's sort of to go from a to b like that is quite drastic and uh, there's no obvious logical follow-on point from a scientific perspective so it's kind of hard to separate the hype from the substance a lot of the time because the substance is there it's established substance but how do you get from that to this one uh in what it seems to be a relatively short space of time because obviously you know Musk wasn't known for brain chip interfaces until relatively recently um you know, these, these are things that normally take decades to really get right god neurosurgeons could turn into it specialists <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's really amazing. Only better money in it. <laughs> Doctor, oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks again. Wow. I would have no computer problems anymore. <laughs> uh, still have problems. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. All right. So when we come back, Caitlyn Jenner threatening legal action against her son all over a reality TV show. Why the Jenner family feud? We'll get into that when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to TMZ Live. This is a really odd feud for a family that has grown up, as we've all watched them grow up, on reality cameras. TV. Uh, but there is a feud over a Jenner reality show. Uh, and Caitlyn Jenner is actually threatening legal action against her son, Brandon, uh, who has a show on Unchained TV. It's called At Home with the Jenners. And Caitlin apparently didn't realize that she was going to be featured on episodes of the show. And I know what you're thinking immediately. Like, well, wait there a second. There are cameras there, so she yeah. would have seen cameras. Why wouldn't she know that? But uh, but here's the deal. I mean, it, it gets a little more detailed. She has a deal with Fox, and yes. I guess it's an exclusive deal. I'm I'm guessing, and they are using on Unchained TV. 
Caitlyn's image to promote right. that reality show. And basically what happened is Caitlyn's legal team uh, sent a letter over to the production company for her son's show and basically was threatening legal action if she wasn't edited out of this reality show. Like you mentioned, she's currently going through um, renewal negotiations with Fox News. She's an on-air contributor there. Obviously, Fox wants her. She is a huge face for the network. And with the election coming up and the Olympics this year, they need Caitlyn. And Caitlyn wants to be a part of their coverage. But if she had appeared on this reality show, it could have been really damaging during those negotiations for her. Has it has it well, been dropped, the uh, this show? Has, have they actually run the ep Have the episodes run or just the promos? Yes, point? so three episodes have dropped, but they have scrubbed Caitlyn from those episodes. They did scrub her? Correct, yes. She's been that removed. Is... Wait a minute, did they scrub her after she threatened yeah. the lawsuit? After the threatening of the lawsuit, and she's been scrubbed from future as well, yeah. So that does indicate that she didn't know or give permission because to why be would on they the back show. down if they, actually they back had down? her exactly. sign off on it? Exactly. So Jen now the question: world. What's uh, Caitlyn's relationship with those kids? Yeah, I mean, you know, I would with think Brandon. that Brandon is probably pretty ticked off, even if it wasn't this full production. There's a camera there, and, and even if maybe you're in the Jenners and the Kardashians are just used to cameras being around. But here's why I think you're wrong. When you know here's, that no, here's, there's here, a reality here, 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 show, here's why I think you're wrong: that if Caitlyn really did know that, there would have been a discussion right at the table that Caitlyn knows she has this deal with Fox. She knows she's renegotiating the deal with Fox. And if she sees a camera and, and, and they make it clear this is a reality show, she's going to say something also, right there. Also, this question, what, what, what's the... It's not like Caitlyn's going to be discussing politics or anything on you mean, this reality show. Why, why not, would they be upset? Why, why not let her do both? Because I mean, they probably have an exclusive deal. I don't know. I'm guessing it's an exclusive deal. A lot of cable stations yeah, have that. Yeah. But also, they kind of need her because she's kind of a twofer, both yes. for the election and for the Olympics. Hi, my name is Dr. Rose Schmidt, and I'm calling in from Austin, Texas. I believe it's very plausible that this decision was made to protect a job. My first point would be, though, to think about the parent-adult-child relationship here that's more important to love on each other and make those decisions based on family and not on huh, money. You don't understand Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the Jenner, right. Kardashian Right, you know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> anyway, but, okay. but it's a nice sentiment. I understand nice what sentiment. you say, yes. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, yes, moving on to Richard Simmons, yeah. who I gotta say, it feels like Yes, we're just hearing does. from him more often now. You know, yeah. uh, last week, uh, for the last couple of weeks, there's been all this back and forth between Richard and Pauly Shore, who wants to make a feature film, uh, a biopic about uh, Richard Simmons, and Richard has said he's not down with that. And remember, Richard's been MIA for ten years. He has been he has done virtually nothing for the last ten years in public. Hasn't really been seen, and he still hasn't been seen. But we are hearing from him a lot more on Facebook, and today uh, he had a message for his haters. He said, for as long as I can remember, people have made fun of me, and people still to this day make fun of me. But you know what? I am glad to be me, and you should be glad that you are you. Three songs to listen to. Here's some advice. Hmm. Uh, I will survive, Okay. I am what I am, mm -hmm. and this is me. 
These songs will uplift you. Have you seen anything negative about Richard Simmons recently Har though, that Harvey, would have evoked that? That's my thought as well. We all love Richard Simmons. I don't think that anybody's really making fun of him. I think back in the 70s and 80s and maybe to the 90s, that was something we made fun of the way he looked or his outfits or whatever. But that's decades ago. He is now sort of lauded as a real pioneer in the fitness craze that is and still very much with us. And wellness that's yeah. with us today. Mental health? Yeah, I mean... And I, I, the only thing I'm wondering is if he saw Pauly Shore's short film, The Court Jester. Oh, and, God. You and know he what? was having some reaction. Do you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe. And, maybe I, and I know that, that was that not maybe. I know it wasn't Pauly's intention. intention. No. Pauly wants it to be a, a love but letter may, But maybe Richard. calling it The Court Jester. And maybe it landed that way on Richard. But I never thought of that, but that may be it. But it is true. He, he would not respond to anything. We did a documentary on him a couple of years ago, and he actually did and, post something. He did post point. something really nice, but that was the only post in ten years. And now all of a sudden, we're hearing from him I every wonder, week. I wonder if he's dipping his toe back mm, in. Maybe. Hi, I'm Amina from Cliffwood, New Jersey, and personally, I love Richard Simmons, and I feel like if he came out like you know to fame, if he became famous in like 2020. Or people would, you know, embrace him a little bit more than years ago. So that could be why he's coming back. I love him. I would love to see more of him and, you know, get him going again. I love uh, Richard Simmons. Um, I think Who knows? I think a lot of people would love to see Richard Simmons come back. Definitely love to see but it. But he's made a decision about his life going forward. But I, I love the fact that what we heard from this heard from him this time was a way where he was reaching out to try and help people. Which yep. is what he's, he always does that. I mean, that's Except that he hasn't been doing it. He hasn't been doing it years. for a long time. Okay, we're going to take a break. All right, when we come back, the war between Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj takes a really ugly turn for someone who is directly connected to the inception of Megan's Law. What they have to say about this feud and why Megan's Law has been dragged into it. And we're also going to hear from a legend, a true legend of hip hop. She's going to weigh in on this war. He's going to be here. Well, the feud between uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj has gone too far, uh, at least as far as one very interesting person is concerned. And I say interesting because Richard Kanka uh, is the man who sadly lost his daughter, Megan Kanka, back in the 90s. And she was killed by a sexual predator. And she is the reason for that Megan's Law. They, we now have Megan's Law. And he heard about this feud and heard about the line in uh, Megan Thee Stallion's song where she makes a reference to Megan's Law to take a shot at Nikki's husband, who is a registered sex offender. Unsurprisingly, he, he says, is not pleased. He says it's disrespectful, just ignores what is so important about this law, and he feels like they're just sort of mocking it, uh, and which is obviously not what he or anybody involved with Megan's Law right. wants. So. Why is this feud getting so intense, and why are people have so many strong feelings about it? Um, we're going to talk to someone who is an OG of the rap game. In fact, Billboard magazine named Trina one of the uh, 30 female rappers who changed hip-hop forever. So she is a legend, and she has something that she's working on this uh, coming up this weekend, her second annual Rockstar Music Festival. We're going to talk to her about that, but we have to get her opinion about the latest feud in rap. So uh, joining us right now, Trina, <laughs> welcome to TMZ Live. How you doing? Good to see you again. 
I'm good. How are you guys doing? Well, we're incredibly jealous right now, even though I it's know. nice in California right now. There's nothing that beats Miami, and I can just see it behind you, and we're dripping with envy. <laughs> ah, thank you. I'm home, Miami. You know how it is. It's Miami State, city of the beautiful sun and the heat. <laughs> it is the best. A beautiful setting for your music festival this weekend. We're going to get to that in a second. So but what say you about um, what's going on between Nikki and, and Meg and the going back and forth and bringing uh, Nikki's husband in, it was just, it's just become a mess. And, and we should say, and Nikki mocking the fact that Megan was, shot, was shot in the foot. Yeah. I didn't know any of this was happening. I, I, I'm so locked into this festival this weekend. I'm just like totally off of what's really happening right now in hip hop. You have always been about positivity and supporting women in music. Um, so to see Megan and Nikki going after this way, as an OG of the genre, uh, wh what's your, your, your feeling about that? I mean, again, I don't really know what's happening or what's going on, but I mean, they can both come perform at the Rockstar Music Festival. <laughs> That's one good way to like put it all on the stage. You know, this is what we do. This is hip hop, it's music. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the Music Festival because that's coming up. And um, this is a big yeah. deal. I mean, you've got lots and lots and lots of huge Great Action. talent, yeah. great hosts. Um, you know, you could always count on Nene Leaks to bring not only some fun <laughs> uh, and some comedy, but she's going to be, you know, I'm sure doing some incredible intros for all your artists. I love Nene. She's um, she's really fun. She's energetic. She's very sassy. So I wanted her to be a part of the festival, like to introduce the artists, bring some life and some fun to it. You know, she makes people laugh, and I thought she was a great fit. So yeah, that's why she's there. How many people are you expecting? Um, we have 3,000 people at this Ooh. festival. Wow. Um, that's awesome. I know Young Miami is going to be there, Cash Doll, Jaquise. Um, Jaquise, yes. Are, are, now, I, I, are you going to get on stage? Uh, can people expect you to get on the mic? I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on and off the stage throughout the night. Make sure you get your tickets if you don't have them right now. We are ready, excited this Saturday, February 3rd. It is going down at the Miami-Dade County Fairgrounds. Oh, it's at the fairgrounds. You know that, that this yes. Miami is his old stomping yeah, ground. Yeah, no, so. it was the honestly, Trina, it was the okay. best. It was the best year of my life. I was there right after law school for a year, and that's why I'm so okay. envious when I'm looking <laughs> when I'm when I'm looking <laughs> behind you. All I see is memories. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Come back and visit us. I would love to. I'll tell you. Next <laughs> year, you get Harvey to host. He can be one of the uh, one of the hosts. Yeah. That for the rock right? star. <laughs> I don't know, Trina. I think I've aged out, but I'd if if I could go to Miami to do it, I'm there. Have a great, great, <laughs> great, great time at the show. festival. It's, it's going to be amazing. You. Thanks, Trina. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Love her glasses, by the way. Love yeah, her glasses. And everything looks better in the tropics. Oh, it looks so nice. It's ridiculous. We're complaining. We're in. No, it's really nice here, but there's nothing like Miami. <laughs> okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Sydney Sweeney and her new Mustang. No, not a car she bought, a car she built and designed, and it could be yours. Not that Sydney Sweeney needs any help in the seeming more attractive to the <laughs> male uh, sex. Department is that a, is this is, is this going to be a sentence like a full proper sentence? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I, I, listen. I'm admitting I'm a little flustered because not only does Sydney Sweeney look the way she looks, not only is she a talented actress, but she totally loves cars. If you didn't know this about her, she 
is very much into actual like engines and things. She's rebuilt cars and Ford got together with her and decided to let her design her own Mustang. Okay, now I'm in. See? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. See, she's gonna get you one way or another. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, she has designed this Mustang and um, she's getting one but you could get the other one. Yeah, so there, there's only two. There's hers and then the one uh, that she helped design. So it's a 2024 custom Mustang. She already has a oh, Mustang. <laughs> so it's designed kind of after hers. And she even did the, the logo. It's like two little screws and a heart. So that's kind of the custom touches uh, for the car at least. That's her, wow. that's her, uh, her car logo? Essentially, there isn't yeah. any, uh, yeah. So, I mean, whoever gets it's gonna be pretty lucky. I, I don't know if you get to meet her or anything. I'm not really sure if that comes with it or if it's just the car. They gotta screen you first after. <laughs> hey, it's Langston from Washington, D.C. And my question to you guys first is, don't I look good in a Mustang? <laughs> you would look, you would look good in a Mustang. You would look good in a Mustang. You would look good in a Mustang. I mean, convertible. I would look better, but but yes, you would look good. Yeah. I thought it would be James. I think this is a great competition. I mean, she has the world under her fingertips, and to know that she's creating such a dynamic car. Hey, who couldn't use a new car? And this is going to really skyrocket for stop with this competition. That is a well-rounded well woman. Am I allowed to say this? Uh, it just makes she's already super attractive it makes her more attractive yeah you just it's just what i said <laughs> i know i just wanted to yeah. say it again what else you guys want to talk about dina m wilkes amarillo texas oh my word david letterman is getting old like me we all do that kelsey Grammer or travis kelsey only a swifty knows the difference would that be hysterical if at the super bowl kelsey Grammer's kelsey Grammer, in the they cut in the, to <laughs> With Taylor. Taylor. Sit next to Taylor <laughs> Swift. Hysterical. Make okay. it happen, CBS. <laughs> One more. Letitia from Dallas. Seeing Kanye rip the phone out of the Photox hand was completely unnecessary. She only asked a question that we were all wanting to know. You know, everybody's saying, Bianca, blink if you need help. We all want to know that. If he didn't like it, he could have A, not answered the question, or B, kept walking, but no, he rips the phone and begins to parade her like a child. Totally unnecessary. I tell you, Kanye acts like he's insane sometimes, but you know, hey, it, it's Kanye. What do we expect? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was all said right there. Okay, we're going to take a break. All right, when we come back, Lindsay Lohan is here in the States with her baby boy. Um, and her husband. And her husband. We will show you where they're hanging out and why it is really, really good news for Lindsay's fans. If you loved Lindsay Lohan in her first Netflix Christmas movie, Falling for Christmas, there's good news. She is back in Georgia, and the only reason we could figure she's in Georgia is she's actually she's shooting, shooting a movie. the new movie. We knew that Netflix wanted to do another Christmas movie with her, so she is there Wait, with do you know her husband women? and her uh, and her baby. And her baby. You know, Christmas could change between January and December, so that's kind of risky. How is it going to change? I, you know, things happen in this world. <laughs> I don't know, but it's honestly, it is so good to see Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay and TMZ have kind of parallel paths. We started when she got really, really big, and we watched all of the problems she had, and then we watched the resurrection of mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan, and it's so nice to see her this way. I mean, she's happily married, she's got a baby, she's her acting back career working, is back. Uh, acting, it's I great. I gotta say. She'll be, by the way, co-starring with Kristen Chenoweth, though, 
We have a, we have a new team. It's really nice. Yeah. It is really, really nice. Okay, we will see you tomorrow.